If you take the perspective of the game as a piece of art, as a piece of perfection, everything comes into place from there. But most of these people are in, involved in a business and they want the business to thrive. So they will do whatever it takes, even at the peril of the beautiful object. Yeah, because it's their job and uh, they want to make more money, right? You're, Correct. You're on MLB TV. Yeah. Uh, your ratings go up when more people are interested in baseball. Absolutely. And you buy into this idea, well, we got to make the game faster. Correct. Uh, we got to you know, do this and that, more offense, whatever it is. Offense sells tickets. But chicks dig the long but, ball. I mean, chicks do dig the long ball, but you know, chicks also dig the stolen base. I would think so, yeah. And maybe they don't dig the bunt, but they definitely dig the I scored the winning run tonight, baby. Mm -hmm. you know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, let's not forget there are other ways to score runs besides the home run. Well, I think sometimes people forget that. I think speed on the base paths is dead sexy. Oh, yeah. Don't you want at the end of a game? Wouldn't it be better to have a filthy uniform? <laughs> you know what I want? Um, I want to limit the number of times the pitcher can throw back to first because that's another rule. Oh, that's that's another rule change that they're. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. So they want to. I. It didn't even make sense to me when I heard them. Oh, when okay. I heard when I heard explain, I'm like, okay, wait, you can only throw back one or two times. Like, what? How does that even work? Okay, let's say this. Let's say it's three. Okay. So you throw three and you don't pick the guy off. Yeah. Now, homeboy gets yeah, ludicrous lead. Yeah, he gets lead. ludicrous lead. Yeah, exactly. And, it's like, and there he goes, and he's safe. Ex right, because you can't throw. You can't check him. Not if he's fast it's enough. It's automatic balk if you throw more than the number of times that they Wow, that's the first I've heard of this. Autom it's the worst. I just, when I oh, hear that these one's the things, worst? I don't know. I think <laughs> they're all pathetic. Uh, they're all pathetic. They're all bad. I'd say that banning the shift is probably the worst. A DH, universal DH would be the worst if it wasn't already in right we're American, we know what this is mm -hmm. we have to fear the other things because we haven't had to look at them yet i just don't know what they're getting you know i heard i heard a ball player talking about this the other day and he's like you know uh i just wish i could show up to the ballpark knowing what the rules were that day this, is, this is a ball player he's like i don't know if the balls are going to be heavy if i'm going to be able to use the sticky stuff you know i mean the, right there's so many changes the in baseball back. that's happened in the last few years that I, and i was thinking i was thinking i was like yeah you kind of need to have to know what the ball's mm -hmm. gonna feel like in order to be stoked to like go to the park and play yeah. the sport. If you think your boss is changing your chair, he's uh, reinstalling your your operating system on your computer every day. Like that's uh, you, you got anxiety going to work. You know, you reminded me of something that I never did touch on, which is if a ball gets anywhere near the dirt, they just put in a new one. And it seems like, you know, I'm sh I'm sure the old days you they played oh. with real old baseballs. In the old days, they had one ball, right? And by the end of the game, it was so dirty and blackened with spit. And so the fans had to throw the ball back if it if it went into the stands. I mean, yeah, at a certain point, yeah, they just had one ball. Throw it back. I don't want to throw it back. Get him out of here. You didn't want to touch it at that point. It was so gross. There needs to be dirt on a ball on some level, right? I don't know. I'm thinking like a one <laughs> inning limit. Oh. And if there's a foul ball, obviously, well, then yeah. now there's nets. Well, there's so nets. it just funnels back. <laughs> oh, no goodness. balls anymore. Oh. Yeah, this is a cat chasing its tail. Well, I thing. think that, so that you know the argument. The argument is you put a mark on the ball and it just, it gives the pitcher, you can break that so much harder if there's, if there's some 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 dirt on the ball i guess 
I I've, guess it's, it's already really it's hard to so hit negligible. If you if you're scuffing up a seam and getting a little more grip on the ball and throwing a better curveball, I I just don't see the problem with that. I mean, you can say it's cheating, but it's how much advantage can you take of that if there's going to be at least one foul ball? Well, I mean, it got so bad that they at one point in, in Major League Baseball outlawed the curveball. That's, I mean, because because that's probably prior they, 1900s. They didn't have the technology to make a box of balls for the game, like like a ton of balls. But now we have that technology, and the game's better for it. I mean, I guess <laughs> it's it just seems like such a negligible thing where okay here's what one of the things i don't like about it is if a rule has to be changed has to then do it but now it's just this well it might be better if we do this so let's go for it, it it's like they've almost given up on the whole sport where it's just yep we're we're the chosen geniuses that are really going to put it right where it needs to they be. really do think that they're smarter than everyone at the peak of popular we need it to be more popular than than the other sports and i don't see it happening the problem with Major League Baseball is the NBA yeah, and what happened with the NBA in the last 20 years. And they see that and they're like, well, why can't we do that? There's right. no reason why we can't. No. Well, maybe there is uh, a reason. Oh, back. You, you can't know? force something to you be can't popular. For- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, not everyone loves the Mona Lisa. Not everyone loves going to art galleries. Not everyone loves um, looking at the Hope Diamond. And that's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't devalue the diamond it doesn't devalue the mona lisa it just means that people who appreciate it are going to appreciate it and people who don't can go do something else and that's fine good for them yeah it's you speak those words and it's so obvious but boy does it go against the business model yeah and that's where we're going to continue to hit our heads against the wall is until the idea of max profits every year changes we're fucked. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves. Heard do you know do you know what makes them special? Tell me. They are publicly owned. The and Braves they ha- are. They have to release how much that. money they make every year. Yeah. And so because the Atlanta Braves exist, we know that when the owners say that they're not making money, they're full of shit. We know it because profits are up. And you don't have to win the World Series, um, you know, to realize these gains um and no one in the history of the game in the modern history of the game no one has ever sold a team for less than they paid for it so these are good investments sometimes you can sell a team for 10 times more than what you what you uh, certainly because you're basically you're not selling something on an open market you're selling something that is so rare so special that you can find someone who's willing to just go all in on it because that's how they feel that day. <laughs> Imagine buying a baseball team and not being all in. You're like, well, I mean, this is a this is a pie slice of my portfolio. You're like, you know what? This sounds crazy, but I'm gonna use eight percent of my portfolio and really diversify and get into American sports. Well, I mean, no one's ever sold a baseball team at a loss. That's that that's a fact. So it's still a good investment. I've heard should you have the funds i've heard someone said that in the last uh 12 years baseball's worth three times more than it yeah, was I three know. times more you're gonna tell me that's a bad investment i don't think so so it seems like you and i are in the minority on our opinions at least the ones that we're hearing we're gonna make these opinions the majority opinion we're gonna change the world change the world 
why is it, let's just say, let's just pretend we are the minority. I think we are, but we'll just say that we are at this point. What is it that everyone else has seen that we're not? Why does it seem, why does everyone else appear to be okay with this tinkering? They didn't play the game. God, they don't, we, we have to explain to them why the pitcher has to hit. They don't understand it. We have to tell them because if the pitcher doesn't hit, they throw at each other and it just turns into some professional wrestling bullshit. We have to explain because we played the game. It's on us. This is our job now. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there that are baseball players that, you know, will tell you it's time. It's time for the shift and things <laughs> like that. And you go, in my mind, I'm going, how? They're drinking the Kool-Aid. How? So is, but they only want the Kool-Aid for to line their pocketbooks or do they actually, these players have to have emotion invested in the game. So why is it not as obvious to them as it is to us? I don't understand. Well, in hockey, when they changed the red line, I think everyone thought that was probably good for the sport. And so people- That looked, was so you could watch the puck on TV? That, no, that no they, they changed the the red line to the trapezoid. Uh, it rules about offsides and, and goalie positions. Oh, like icing? A big change. Icing. Yeah. yeah and, okay. and everyone was like, that's a good idea because it made the game more fun to watch on TV. Or How long ago did that get implemented? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a hockey fan, yeah, I'm not but either. I know that it happened. So, But it's believed at this point that it was a good change and it made the sport better? That is exactly what people are saying is that uh, other sports are making changes that make their sports better. Why can't, Why can't baseball, baseball change? And you and I uh, will say that, like, why are you changing it to make it faster? It's it's That's not a problem. I don't see that as a problem. I don't think baseball is too slow. Everyone says that. I even say this to foreigners. I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? Well, I'm going to do a podcast on baseball. Oh, baseball. Isn't that like really slow, slow game? Nobody Nobody's into it. I'm like, I'm into it. I love baseball. I think it's the best sport ever invented. Besides disc golf. Yeah, I mean, you look at today's life and it's very fast, so it doesn't make sense. But I've heard Dave Rostovich, the surfer, he says, I like, this is my best Australian New Zealand accent. I like slow things, graceful things. And he, you can see in the way that he surfs that that's, that's his style. He puts that into his surf style and he's as beautiful to watch as anyone stand up on a board and surf. And so I think of it the same way, I guess, why, why did baseball get so popular earlier? Is it because there wasn't a sport like there football was, or basketball? There was, there was nothing no, else to do. There was no competition. So it really rose to the top yeah. and it became national pastime because it was the most exciting sport but at the same time i think that we all realized our ancestors that it was there was something perfect about it and something uniquely american about it and i think that we definitely that we took a pride in that Mm -hmm. it's like uh we invented this sort of um and it's ours and it's really good and we made it something that's so balanced that people will come pay money to go watch people play this. Yeah, but does a kid really feel that? Like a kid doesn't know that baseball is our sport and they're not playing it everywhere. A kid just thinks it's fun. Yeah, well, it is fun. If you've ever hit a ball with a bat, look, a lot of people say like, that's what we're talking about, by the way. We're talking about what is baseball? I mean, you take away the bases, take away the fence. It's, It's all that's really important. But what's the best part about baseball is 
the duel between the guy with the bat and the guy with the ball. And yeah. it's it's so beautiful. And the, the I love, you know, I love the way the Japanese play baseball because they make so like oh, if you have you ever watched a, uh, a Japanese game? Not a full game, no. Oh, the the I way that they really play like up the duel between the pitcher and the mm. hitter, you would probably almost it would all, almost be sour for you, but You think? It's I'm like curious. they play it up like it's Street Fighter, and they're they okay. give you the history, like oh, last time this guy hit a home run off of him was you know whatever, and it's just like they it's a storied event. Whenever I think I could whenever, get into whenever that. these yeah, I mean I'm into it. God, I want to know more all of a sudden. Well, let's we can do that research a, later. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Because we that might be the only baseball we get to watch this year. Oh man, there's there's, there's MLB players talking about. So oh, get this, this uh, is, you're gonna like remember this. Remember when you, you hit so me about that? So yeah. each Japanese team can have two Americans on them, and the way that they define it is very, 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 very. Oh, crazy. just you can just get two. That's two guys. a rule. Well, think about it. Oh shit! Think about it. They could just import. They they want to keep it Japanese, right? So they, you can okay. get you yeah, get yeah, yeah. you get two American guys, two non-Japanese guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, Japanese are a little racist too. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with that. Yeah, no, I I went to and Japan. hey, baseball can can be the the band aid that heals us. I went to Japan 15 years ago and had a experience where me and my three white friends were walking into a bar and it was whoa 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 like. You, you can't come in here. And we were trying to find out why with our limited Japanese and they spoke enough English. And it's mm. basically you're, you're white. No, Goodbye. No swinging dicks in here. And and so, yeah, it, <laughs> my friends are going, what? That's bullshit. That's so racist. Yeah. And we felt it. What that feels like for the first time, actually, like you, you cannot come in here because you're white. You're the wrong color. <laughs> and that's eye opening. Yeah. But yet at the same time, they wanted they didn't need one more group of white people coming in, Japanese thinking they so own the place. Quirky. Oh, you—that's what exactly. Look, I know you. You would have—you would have walked in like you own the place. You would have like it, literally. You—you stand a, a, a head above. You would stand in this case, head and shoulders above yeah, everyone sure. else in the entire place. <laughs> How intimidating is that for all these all these guys? Yeah, it's it's so easy for us. All we said, all we want to do is get a drink. You know. Yeah, that's your, your money's not good here. Time. Yeah, money was no good there. <laughs> So, so, so yeah. in Japan, you can only have two non-Japanese okay. players on your team. I mean, it two. makes sense. This is two. what I had heard that the LPGA was struggling with popularity because a lot of the best players were Asian. And it seemed like a problem at some point because they might not speak the language. So it's harder to be, I guess, as big of a fan of someone if you can't kind of share mm-hmm. in their language. If they, if they have an interpreter when they're getting yeah, their it, interviews. Yeah, it changed how they wanted to interact with the sport. Well, learning a language is really hard. <laughs> and when you're trying to be the best golfer in the world, you don't got time for that. So I, I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Look, man, if, if Asians are dominating uh, golf, uh, that's great. Well, what's the problem? It, it goes back to the business model. It was the LPGA wanted to create a larger fan base and they felt like that might be getting in the way as mm. their superstars didn't speak the English oh. language. And so that's where, you know, it com- comes down to dollars and cents. Now I'm all about get the best players wherever they come oh, yeah. from. And if you play. can have them in the, in one league, great. The only reason that European great golfers can be stars here is Europeans already speak English. They just, 
by default, so, whether yeah. it's their first language or not. There was a guy that just won and they were saying, oh, it's, it's a great moment for the PGA. It's the first Austrian to win a pro tournament. And I'm thinking, oh, that's great. I want to hear him speak. And he spoke with a Georgian accent. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably born in Austria and then moved there. He went to college in Georgia. He had a draw? And he sounded exactly oh, like an American. Wow. But they were hyping this. Oh, first Austrian. I love it. It's like, eh, okay. Yeah, Austria is kind of a small country. I've been there. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Dude. But, oh, the, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up was you had mentioned the duel is a big thing. Yeah. That's got to be part of the reason why when we've never seen a Japanese pitcher come here... You see their windup for the first time and you go, oh, wow, I've never seen anything like it. Like their windup becomes yes. part of the duel. They're like, doing like the Karate Kid. Yeah, like, totally. Because, but, but I'm into it's part that. Of, it's part of the spectacle. D yeah, it's completely. I know. Are they going to start banning the spectacle? You can't pause at the top. I would not be surprised if they don't, if they don't ban fair. the Cueto. They're just like, oh, you can't do that anymore. No more Cuetos. No more Cuetos. Like you have to wind up in a certain way. And that, if Thanks they, for look, bringing him up. Yeah, I just wouldn't be surprised because it, like that's how I feel about banning the shift. You're, you're gonna tell me where I can play my infield? Like you're gonna tell me if I step one fair. step over into the grass that, that it's an automatic whatever you give him first base because should have been because I was playing him the way that I know that he hits because I know this hitter. Oh, fuck that. I mean, you start breaking it down verbally, and you can't even believe that you have to be saying it because it's so yeah, obvious. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But the idea of Cueto. I didn't know too much about him before he came to the Giants, and I, and I got a chance to watch him <laughs> a little more. He had a storied more. career before he came. Yeah, yeah, I was into it. Quick pitching and all that. It's like, hey, you're in the batter's box. That means you're ready. I love that kind It of means stuff. you're ready for the pitcher to throw the ball. Yeah. So do it. Right. Oh, his windup has to be the same every time. When he would catch a guy with the quick pitch, I would just be like, like yeah. this is baseball. He outsmarted you. I yep, love baseball. He outsmarted you. That's the advantage. I just oh, it was great. Yeah, you stepped in the box. Yeah, strike one. Yeah, umpire loves it. Catcher loves it. I was loving it. Yeah. But but Sports Center doesn't love it for some reason. I don't get it. They just want the home runs. Beautiful home runs all day long. I got a story that defines that perfectly. And this is a, this is a while ago, but it just it's one of those things that sort of sticks in your mind. It kind of captures the sign of the times sort of thing. And this was in probably uh, Sosa heydays, or maybe not not quite. I don't think he'd hit 60 home runs yet, but he was becoming a star slowly. And there was a highlight at Wrigley, and the Cubs were up 7 nothing. Okay, this is SportsCenter showing you the highlights of the game. You know, the things that you can't go without, that you can feel caught up and you didn't what have to happened? watch the whole yeah. game. Okay. Cubs were up seven nothing. Sammy Sosa hits a late inning solo home run to make it eight nothing. And that was in the highlights. <laughs> well, I want to see Sammy Sosa hit home runs all day long, man. But who doesn't? I mean, absolutely, you should want to see that. But to make the mistake yeah. that Sports Center can just replace the game and it should be more like the highlight reel eliminates the things yeah. that Make it the you sport know what that I, it is. Well, you have to show all the home runs. You know like, what are I you going to show highlight of chess game? It's like, <laughs> look how Bobby oh, moves the bishop there. Right. It's like, oh! Opening move. You know what I loved about Mona Lisa Baseball 1? Uh, one of the things that I loved was that you talked about some of your greatest baseball memories. And you talked about some of the best highlights that you've ever seen and some of the best parks that you wish you had been to. And you talk about, uh, why can't we have more interesting ballparks? And you talk about the bump. We talked about the bullpens on the field. 
Uh, and I think this is this is something that I would love to talk about because it, it gets get away it. from all the politics of the yeah. game and like players versus owners or all that. Like There's when you go to, to the ballpark, yeah. first of all, I'm going to call you out. At one point yes, in season one, you're like, I haven't been a game in six years. Okay. Yeah, and it ended up being more. It immediately <laughs> disqualifies you from yeah. so many. I know you know this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not disqualifying your baseball opinion, but yeah, no, I, when I you don't you. go to when you don't go to games, uh, I mean, you know, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, like I've been going. I'm, I'm not trying to pull one on you here, but I have been going to games no, it's in okay. one form or another. <sighs> is you know sometimes I, sometimes baseball um, is in my life more than at other times, right. and that's a big part of why we're doing this. Uh, we want to talk about why i've broken up with baseball many times and why baseball's broken my heart and um, i want to be more involved I, I look baseball baseball could have way so much more of my money if they just treated me right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and there's there's, in, there's this group. idea out there and i hear all these guys talk this is so important there's so this is the narrative there's two kinds of baseball fans you got your old guys they're over 60 and they're gonna be there no matter what you do and then you got this new crowd and you gotta you gotta get these guys. Well, fuck that. I'm gonna tell you that right now. There's way more kinds of fans. There's at least let's just say there's three. Okay. And there's this other type of fan that is has baseball in their heart, in their blood. But baseball has changed so much that it stays there in their heart and it doesn't it doesn't manifest with their time they don't spend time looking at the box scores they don't watch games unless it's the playoffs maybe you know and that's a different kind of fan that you could win back by just i don't know if they could win us back i'll I'll be honest i'll be honest i mean sometimes i think that like this is a very cynical point of view because we care so much about baseball to be talking about it like on a podcast but at the same time you know you said this on season one the universal dh is kind of a that's kind of the end of it for me i don't think i can really watch <laughs> a game uh without boot heel and without forehead, annoying yeah. everyone around me because all i'm gonna do is is just be like wow oh, the pitcher's got a hit and i don't think i could it's it's not that i don't want to ruin the game for other fans yeah i don't want to i i love yeah to take my brother and my dad and go sit in center field and just watch a Giants game. And I just, I love that. But if, if I'm sitting there belly aching about the DH the whole time, you know, like no one's having fun in my section. No one's to hear that. Uh, or do they? I don't know. Should we show up to the game with, with big signs with the, the cross for the DH and go like uh, protest? I guess we're still buying tickets though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there's a misconception that I or possibly you aren't going to make a stand. And I think what's important, at least in my case, is I was never making a stand. One of the reasons why I haven't been to a game is I don't live in a place with a team. So while you could hop on the Muni and get to the game, it meant something real different for me to get to a game. And life's a busy thing, this, that, and the other. And if you're not feeling a sport really get your heart revving like it used to, you're not going to put the same amount of energy into being there. I would love nothing more than to be excited about baseball and take my girl to a game and bring my mitt and all that stuff. But when you find yourself in the range of indifferentness, it's really alarming because 
I would have never guessed, we'll say as a 20 year old, if I was asked, do you think you'll ever be indifferent about baseball? You'd be like, them's fighting words. Like, hell no, that's me. I am baseball. But the fact that I'm now 42 and on the cusp of like, eh, that that is what's so alarming to me. And I feel like that should alarm other people, but nobody's worried about retaining me as a fan. And so I will have my own reaction. They should be worried. It's not me saying I'm taking a stand against the DH. It's like, I don't want to go to a game with the DH. It's, it's, not, it's not baseball. It's not a stand. It's I don't want to go and see that. It, this is an entertainment product, um, ultimately, that we're, t- that we're bitching about. But we're not indifferent. We care so much. We're doing this right now. And you know, I think one of the reasons why season one moved me so much was no one else. I haven't found anyone else talking about the game in in a way that touched me because it just, they're all, everyone that I hear talking about the game, half of the time I'm like, okay, yes, yes, this person loves the game. But then the other half of the time, they're like, everyone knows that we need the universal DH. Everyone, mm. we need this and that and the other. And I'm like, no, no, the game, the game doesn't more. need to be faster. And like, uh, and, and there's so many contradictions too. The, the logic doesn't make sense. We need more offense, but we want the games to move faster. You, those are, you can't have both. This is, this is the thing with baseball. If the more people get on base, the longer the game's going to take. Period. That's how the game, unless it's a home run. Maybe that's what they want. Just home, beautiful home runs all day long. Well, when I heard an interview with, uh, is it, it's Theo Epstein. He said they surveyed whatever X thousands of baseball fans. And they said, what's your favorite thing about the game? And at the very top was doubles, triples, and stolen bases. And I was really surprised to hear that. So on some level, the fans want these things, but I think everyone feels captive by Major League Baseball and that, hey, they're the experts. They're at the top. They know what's best for it. And to me, clearly, they don't know what's best for it because they've lost me. That proves it. So, you know, they want to cut the number of minor. So it's hard for you to see a game in your area because there's there isn't even a minor league team out there. But uh, I think there used to be, but I don't think there is anymore. Well, they're going to cut. T- they want to cut right. tons of teams. Yeah, that's. I mean, so this would make baseball even less accessible. Well, yeah, I didn't grow up in an area where it had a lot of uh, the pulse for minor league baseball wasn't throbbing. It was there was a big league team. There was a couple in town. And so, you know, there was a lot of Giants and A's fans. But you go to a place like the Midwest that doesn't necessarily have a team. I had heard that these areas really uh, live. What, what is it? Live, breathe, and die baseball. It's like they go to the game because it feels good and really feeling that minor league uh, just kind of, you know, you work all day and then at the end of the day, you get to eat peanuts and go out and go to a casual baseball game. If those type of people or those types of teams are getting taken out of it, there's going to be even less people that we've been missing talking about the kids on the street that are creating their own wiffle ball game, the kids out in the cornfields that are creating their own game. If there's even less of a minor league presence, it's just going to get more and more refined to, you know, these weird rules. But the essence of baseball, in my opinion, really is the kids creating the field. And, you know, you talked earlier about the bat and the ball, What's so great about baseball is you can simulate it. You don't even need a bat. It's really just a stick and an object. Like how many times have I hit rocks with a wiffle ball and can, you know, as an eight-year-old say to yourself, really got a hold of that one. And you kind of can't believe how far 
a wiffle ball can hit a piece of gravel, you're getting the elements of baseball in the most simplistic forms. If you were like an alien who landed on planet Earth and like watched us disc golfing at De La, okay. right? Like these spontaneous moments happen where someone picks up a pine cone when another guy's got a stick in his hand. Yeah. And just spontaneous moments of baseball happen. And right. if you were an alien, you'd be like, what is this? That was weird. People are hitting an object with a stick for no apparent and reason. Laughing. Except that it's so much fun. Yeah. And that's why I love baseball. I mean, I love doubles. I love triples. I love the the sliding catch. But yeah, we're really distilling it down to the simplest. You couldn't get more simple than a stick-like object and a smaller object that can be propelled forward. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about the same thing, but I can get the feeling, that magic feeling of being at the ballpark by throwing up a rock, hitting it with a stick and watch it go over a tree. It brings up this magical observing of it going over a fence. It's like it yeah. it engages the imagination. And it connects you with the nature too. You know, that's why I don't like the aluminum bats. Aluminium? No, I hate them. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I heard that. I'm assuming that in your little league, you guys played with aluminum bats. This is going to blow your mind. Oh, what we are you We had about access to, say? to all kinds of bats. Okay. In fact, what, the rich kid on the team had like a ceramic bat. Oh, I remember when that was hot. Yeah, shit. And, yeah, and I always used a wood bat just because... Wood! Because it felt good in my hand. You played just, literally it with wasn't wood? About, you know how jealous It wasn't I am? about what the bat was made of. It just, uh, for some reason, this one bat, it was ours. We, yeah. We'd bring it. That was the one. That was my bat. Oh, I see. Yeah. I didn't like carve a you know, lightning bolt into it or anything, but that was my bat. It just felt good. I'm I'm extremely hit, jealous. Almost hit a home run with this. Oh, with the wood at bat. Harvey West Park, so close. Yeah, you just reminded me that I had a kid on my farm team who got th- this. Takes it. This is pretty full circle. He got a bat at Bat Day for the Giants, and this was a full size wooden bat. And he hit his one and only home run of the season with his bat. He got at Bat Day hmm. on the farm Beautiful. field, and so we're talking eight or nine year olds, but. Wow. I still remember that. Why would I still remember that if it didn't like move me? Yeah. It's so I couldn't never like connect with the aluminum bats. I didn't like the rubber grips on them. I preferred yeah. the the canvas grips. I thought they felt better. Ah, yeah. Did you ever use a uh, pine tar? No. Yeah. My, well, my my dad turned me on to that later. Yeah, I think that's something you get into once out of little league. I think you're right. Cuz the kids they're going to get it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely in their hair. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mom doesn't need that. Right. And the pros do that too. They get sticky stuff all over. That's uh, That was a big, big issue. Okay. I got a question for you. Yeah. What is your, it doesn't have to be favorite, but it's kind of like, choose the one that's for you. What's your baseball movie? My favorite baseball and movie you can explain why. is Major League, without a doubt, because it's Major absolutely League. hilarious and it touches on all the tropes, you know? like I think that's like, like circa 89, maybe? Like Willie Mays Hayes, right? Like you can... You don't have to hit the ball hard, yeah. but you can contribute to the team. Isn't that beautiful? Well, I think like, so. I I'm pretty sure in, in at the end, like a stolen base is, oh, he's is a, part is part of how they score he's the at winning the crux run. of it. Absolutely, yeah. his and, speed, right, is vital so, to the team. That is a beautiful part about baseball. You don't have to be yoked six eight and just I hit a home run every third time on my bat. Uh, that's 
if you stock your team with guys like that, there should be a counter strategy. You should be able to beat that with your brain. Like put a bunch of fast guys who can catch the ball, do the shift, uh, you know, steal a bunch of bases on these these guys and 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 beat them that way. There should always be a counter strategy to the dominant strategy in the game. And that's what makes the metagame of any game fun, uh, engaging. And once that breaks down to the point where the game is so known, it's such a known, or the meta game is so bogged down in dogma, um, like the pitcher can't hit, you have to do this, you have to do that and the other. That's when a game gets stagnant and people start to lose. Stagnant. Lose uh, I think it's right it. there right now. It's stagnant. There was an era that, I kind of caught the tail end of, but it's the uh, AstroTurf era and a team like the Cardinals were really good team. They had a fairly big stadium, at least it played big, Bush Stadium and turf. So they stocked their team with a bunch of fast guys and it was working. And so, but eventually that era kind of got booted, but it's an era that exists. So the game wasn't the exact same the whole time. The rules didn't need to change for that. But the fields did. So that's what brought on a new style of play was now I'm not for AstroTurf by any means, but they did what they thought would make their team uh, win more games. So as everyone has been uh, getting caught up in Moneyball and it's all about the analytics, everything has gone that way. And it's got to a point where people are kind of scratching their heads going, did we want to go all in? analytics we see how it worked but it feels like there's something missing you can never go back though once you have the knowledge um okay but i think what i'm saying is maybe there will be teams that go do you want to hire the world's greatest baseball nerd that knows all the numbers or we can go with this other guy that understands those numbers but also played and might be able to like have a feel for the game a little more than just nerd I think there's room for people to actually, I don't want to say there's room. I feel it kind of going that way because there's a lot of criticism towards it's too analytical. Like it's Mm -hmm. out there a couple of years ago. It was don't, you know, we've cracked the code. We figured it out. You don't need all this other stuff. All you need is the numbers. But I think now we're starting to see mm, there's probably more to it than just numbers. It's more you have more specialized people uh, working for the team. So what you're doing is you're taking the manager's job and you're turning it into a department. The manager's job is not what it used to be because the decisions he makes, they're all written down on a card. Okay, I hope not. I don't see it at I mean different managers work different yeah. differently but like your analytics department they're telling you how to play the game and you How if, boring if, is if, that? Exactly. God. Exactly. But the the problem is is they're right. How about this one? <laughs> how about this one? Yeah. Oh, my computer says I should go argue with the robot now. All right, <laughs> I guess I got to go out there. It engages the imagination. That was weird. This is a pie slice of my portfolio. Yeah, this is a cat chasing its tail. 
I mean, you start breaking it down verbally, and you can't even believe that you have to be saying it because it's so obvious. If you take the perspective of the game as a piece of art, as a piece of perfection, everything comes into place from there.